Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 244 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life, and we get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach, Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. So glad to have you with me today, folks. As always, as we take a look at another question that has to do with the workforce. This is an interesting one, however. Uh, Well, they're all interesting. Uh, But our asker today is in the rare position of enjoying work more than personal life and excelling in work more than in personal life, in his opinion. Often it's the other way around. So let's see if we can somehow transfer his best qualities of work and the joy he extracts from it into other important parts of his life. Here's the question. I've been a manager at my job for some time now. I've done well enough, employees like me, and the company is still standing, after all. But am I the only one who finds it ironic that I can't manage myself in my own life? It's become a mess over the years. I've drifted away from people who tried to help, my habits have gotten worse and worse, and I guess I have gotten lost in my work. I must have what it takes to lead my own life as well as I lead at work. It would make enough sense. I'm reaching out to you to ask how I can find that and maybe get advice on where I went wrong. Okay, Asker, thank you for sending this in. It's, it's very humbling to receive this question since you say you have otherwise distanced yourself from people who have tried to help. I'm guessing it wasn't easy for you to send this in because of that. So this is definitely a step in the right direction, um, and I will expand upon that in a little bit. So I want to start by recommending, of course, that you examine other events in your life that left an impact on you since you started your managerial work, or just in general. Because drifting away from others, letting go of good habits, and using work as a distraction are are natural responses to any number of traumas. And you haven't mentioned any to me, so I really can't speculate on what those could be. But I would guess that no matter what has happened, you've come to rely on work more and more for your own survival, whether or not you know it. If you're able to uphold a healthy culture at work but not behind closed doors, that would make sense, uh, a lot of sense, especially if you've like gone through a financial crisis or have no fulfilling relationships to enjoy after work or have abandoned your hobbies maybe, or even if you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Any of these things would make an escape to work pretty vital. But again, that's for you to seek out on your own time and a therapist could be great for helping out with something like that. Uh, as well as helping you to understand some root causes you may be missing and good coping techniques too. All I'm really informed on is your work and the fact that you have the secret sauce there, uh, but not when it's time to come home. So that's what I'm going to focus on today, and I want to do it by examining a word that I'm really glad you mentioned. That would be the word lead. I want to focus on your leadership qualities because you are right in that you do have them. It's just that you're only choosing or able to utilize them in one area of life. So, uh, Brené Brown, who is a really respected author, speaker, and professor, for those who don't know, she talks a lot about leadership in her work. And I quickly want to brush over the distinction she makes between what she calls armored leadership and daring leadership. So, to sum up, armored leadership is a more classic, militant, and frankly outdated type of leadership that, you know, it's it's full steam ahead. We know what's right and we stick with it. 
using power to overcome and ultimately being rather rigid with the assumption that bending or being soft will somehow lead to failure. This is really built on the goal of conquering rather than collaborating, right? Daring leadership, on the other hand, is a lot more interactive. It may not be as aggressive, but it involves leading with vulnerability, being open towards both our struggles and the guidance of others, having a more wholesome purpose built on values rather than power, having balance and supporting others, and the idea is that leading this way is really a means of leading from the heart and our true selves, rather than trying to overcome or shadow those parts of ourselves that we think are weaknesses. So I encourage you to reflect on how all of this manifests for you in your decisions at work and at home. You talk about drifting away from those trying to help you. What type of leadership do you think that falls into? Well, you're sticking to your guns and you're not collaborating. That's armored. You talk about bad habits, which are the same as numbing yourself because short-term gratification feels like a necessity at this point. This shuts out the willingness to deal with pain in the moment, which is armored. Meanwhile, at work, you're working with people, and those people like you. And whether it's you or just company policy, those people uh, are being heard. You're actively in a position in which others have the chance to have their voices heard and alter your approach because of it. That's daring leadership, working with them. Your reliance on work and it being the only part of your life you've described as having pride in has probably made you bring your best effort towards it. There may be more attachment to work here than we'd ideally like, but right now it's something you believe in and have probably built a sense of purpose around because of that belief. And that's daring. And of course, being at work comes with learning from your errors and making them right, contributing towards something greater and bigger than yourself, and other qualities that any long-standing company has to have in order to still be alive. You just being part of that, even if you're not the CEO making all the decisions, is good for you. And it creates an environment that harvests the daring leadership qualities in you. So, based on what you've given me, I think just to sum up, the objective for you is to start creating those elements of your work environment and the leadership qualities that come with it into your own life. Start listening to others more. Start supporting something that's bigger than yourself. Reclaim good habits rather than using those numbing techniques. Yes, they are already in you. You're right. So you don't have to rewire yourself. It's not about this huge, this huge upheaval of your identity and your emotions. You just have to create a lifestyle for yourself outside of work that makes it easier for these good qualities to breathe. Thanks again to the asker for sending in such a great question. I hope this episode was helpful and that it provides a good jumping point for you. And everybody, know that leadership exists everywhere in life, everywhere. It's not just about leading a team at work or, or captaining a team in sports or teaching children, or, you know, all the classic examples. It goes beyond that. We have opportunities to introduce these qualities of daring leadership at every corner of life. We are forever exposed with an opportunity to learn or stick to our guns, to embrace our pain or to shut it away, to make a choice that's good for others or only good for ourselves. Work may seem like a big monster sometimes, but it's no different from anything else in this way. Don't let the eight hours of day that you spend on it fool you. Time to get going, though, everybody. 
I so appreciate you being here today and helping me help another listener out. Enjoy your day, and I will see you back here for the Friday show before the weekend. Until then.